And the secret is that the answers are in your stories. The stories you tell have the answers. So the secret that's a secret that's not a secret is that your answers are in the stories, which means all of the folktale stories or friendly stories that you like to tell your friends about what happened in the past and, you know, how like your last relationship went or whatever, all of those literally have the answers to why things keep occurring over and over. So if you want to change your story and make history, you got to look at the stories you tell. So we're going to break that down for you. Well, I always say we're as if it's not just me, as if there's someone else doing this with me. I can stop saying we're, or I can realize that, yeah, God is with me. But we're talking about how the stories you tell, tell stories on you. Hello, powerful people. My name is Edouard G, personal development speaker and talk show host. And I want to welcome you to this holistic experience called Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation. This podcast is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a great mindset that will lead to a healthy body, healthy relationships, and an in-tune spirit? Well, join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves. If you want a podcast that you can relate to, a podcast that will motivate and inspire you, all while educating you on ways to personally develop and grow as a being, Ed Talks Daily is for you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of a review. Or tune in live every Monday at 12 p.m. by visiting FAURradio.com. Hello there, powerful beings. Let me ask you a question. Are you rising up in a frenzy, tired, sluggish, and your days are just a blur? You're not sure what's going on. You don't have the energy. You don't have the vitality. You don't even know how you're even going through these days. Listen, I know the struggle. That's why I created this Zoom meeting, aka mini retreat in your house called Rise and Prime. Rise and Prime is one of the best ways to start your day with a rising routine that includes mindful movement, personal development, mental health check-in, and powerful affirmations. So it's basically like taking a spiritual shower every single day you rise up. All you got to do is click the link in the description or simply go to Rise and Prime and you'll be able to see how it's spelled out below. You don't want to miss this. You want to join a community of wellness seekers and entrepreneurs who are healing through holistic health practices such as medical qigong, such as breathing and affirmations and learning how to take a holistic paradigm to life. So once again, this class is every single day at 7 a.m. Eastern on Zoom, but you can join for free on Monday and Friday. All you have to do is very easy. Just click the link below, click join Rise and Prime, and you'll be able to tap in. I'll see you on Monday or Friday. All right. Don't miss out. I'm going to be there live in action with you. And if you want to do the work, if you want to meet me, if you want to actually do the work, come through Monday and Friday. Click the link below and join us. Peace. Okay, so I I don't want you to just leave and say this is not true. But the stories you tell tell stories on you. 
Have you ever watched a TV show and they do like a background on the person? Isn't it interesting that you don't really know the character from a movie until they kind of like give you behind the scenes? In the beginning, it looks interesting and you're like, yo, what is developing here? You're like, yo, the main character is about to do something, is going to overcome something. And you know something's going to happen, but you don't necessarily know what led to that point. So what they usually do is they take you by the fireside in your mind by showing you the background story of that person. And then they show you different stories where they dealt with, like, for instance, let's say this girl is having relationship problems, having multiple boyfriends, none of them seems to work out. So they show you uh, a a a background story of how like uh, his her mother didn't have a man in her life and uh, she had one dad and had another dad that wasn't really her dad and then you're like oh that makes sense that's where she kind of like got that from right so we usually don't even know about what's going on with the character un. Till we know their stories. It's just like meeting a stranger. Like at first you see them, you talk to them, and they might tell you one or two personal things. Some people like to get straight to it. They don't even joke about it. They're like, hey, how you doing? Uh, uh you know, I was with so and so and we got divorced. And be like, Whoa, why are you telling me your whole life story? Have you ever like <laughs> Ask yourself that, or you ask somebody that, why are you telling me a whole life story? Why do we say things like that? Because the truth is, this is our life. The stories we tell make up our life, and is the reason why we are the way we are. So whatever we're trying to change, evolve, we're trying to be happier, better, smarter, stronger, you know, all the desires of a human being, it starts with the root of your story. Your life story... It's going to tell you. And how do you find your life story? The stories you tell. What was the last time you sit down with yourself and told you a story? Uh, that sounds... You could reminisce and go back in memory, but you often don't say, Ed, let me let me sit down with you and let me tell you a story about when he... No, we, we don't do that. What we usually do, though, is we tell other people's stories. So that's why whenever somebody has ears, let them hear. The Bible said that. Those who have ears, let them hear. Sometimes we uh, talk until their ears get cut off. That's because we've got so many stories and we want to share them. So we often don't do it with ourselves. So like I said, this is not a teaching session, but it's a developing session. And I want you to think about what are your stories? Like, what are your life stories? What are the pinnacle ones? The ones you tell the most, like think about five major stories that you tell. I'm I'm not talking about the story I talked about yesterday, which is a story you make up about how things should be. But I'm talking about the stories you tell. These stories are the things that you talk about from the past. And you're just painting an image with your words. You're going to think about them. And then if you're more dedicated, you're going to take a piece of notebook and you're going to start to write them down as if you're writing a book about you and your life, okay? This will make you an open book so you can read yourself, then now you can rewrite the book. You, you get, you catch my drift, it's like a movie. We wanna know what the stories are, okay? 
So that's an exercise you can actually practice now or later. Now and later works. All right. So keep that in mind because that's going to give you an insight into your stories. Okay. Why does it all matter? The psychology of what you're doing now is based on not your biology, but the sum total of your experiences and what those experiences mean consciously or subconsciously. Yesterday, we talked about the five love styles. We're not going to go back to that, but we saw that whatever happened from one to seven, it kind of like came back up because we didn't even know that that was a story. Let me tell you about a show I was watching. The girl went to her mother and her mother was supposedly talking to her. And, you know, at that point she had something that she did and she felt like she wasn't where she wanted to be with that thing. And she just felt like it was a success, yet it was a failure. So I needed like somebody to talk to and share my story with. So she, the girl went to her mom and started to talk to the mom about what happened. And as soon as that she hugged her mom, she busted out crying. You know, she was at first, she was very resistant to expressing, but the hug in itself, you know, like a hug is very therapeutic now. So her tears, she opened up the well of tears, well of emotions started to express. So she started talking to her mother and her mother was like, I'm very proud of you. And she was like, really? I thought you were never proud of me. This, and I was like, wow. I mean, this girl is 30 years old in the show. And she's telling her mother that I thought you was never proud of me. And what I realized from that story is she said that she overheard her talk about that. And then her mom said, no, I wasn't really talking about that. That was not what I was saying at all. You, you heard it wrong. You didn't hear it correctly. You didn't hear it from my point of view. So you made an assumption. So what, what, what I realized from that story was sometimes we take in limited emotions, limited, limited information, and we make up, a, we get to the conclusion really fast. So what I'm saying is, it's like we take two pieces of information and turn it into a whole essay without getting all of the details. And then that essay continuously repeats in our own lives. And what that does is over time, we become a sum total of assumptions we made without proper reason. So that's why we gotta go back and analyze those stories and compare to ensure that those stories match up Right? with the other people that's in the stories. Let me give you an example of what I mean by that. I was talking to my friend one time and my friend was telling me how when we were kids, I was at the bus stop, he was at the bus stop. I was coming from track practice and he was coming from school and we were going home and he said, I was at the bus stop and I needed some money to go home. And I asked you if I can give you if you can give me some money so I can catch the bus. And for some reason, you said you couldn't give me the money. And then I had to go home. I had to find another way home. And he had the money. When he came to me with that, I was like, I did that? 
I couldn't believe it. I was like, I would never do that. Like, I would never mean to do that. There must be a different reason. Like, there must be like a legit reason why I couldn't do it at that time. And I still don't remember this memory to this day. I cannot, I cannot confirm or disconfirm whatever happened. But I know that I had to a forgive myself. Number one, and then two, I had to, I had to explain to him that whatever happened in that circumstance. I didn't mean to say you're not worthy of like me helping you out that maybe it was something with me at that moment maybe I was like indifferent to you maybe I, I didn't you know like necessarily talking to you maybe my emotions were all over the place but we had to match up that story because apparently that story was a big thing in our friendship but we never really talked about it and I was never even aware of it so we have all of these stories we can tell other people about other people and we never matched it with those people and like confirm it. So a lot of the times that has to do with our parents, our family, our childhood friendships. And we kind of have to go back and match them up to ensure that the story you have in your mind is matching up the other story because you can find like just miscommunication is usually the case rather than like intentional, like rather than someone intentionally wanting to do something negative towards you. All right, sorry about that, get, the, get rid of the noise. So miscommunication is usually because two different stories are coming from different people and we're not aligning them together, okay? So whatever stories you've found out, now that you've written them down, the ones you mostly tell other people, now I want you to think about who you can go back to with those stories and match up or get their point of view so you can either release it or you could change it, okay? Because if we don't match it up with the other perspective, then we're getting a one-sided story. One-sided story yield to one perspective. You can make a point with a one-sided story, but you can't get to a resolution with one side. Two sides have to come in agreement to resolve any disagreement. That's the only way it can occur. That's how you heal. So you like, oh, maybe there's something with my mom. I need to have that conversation. We need to match up the story. Like, like you need, sometimes you really need that clarity. And it can be uncomfortable to get the clarity. That's what they call darkness. Like walking in a dark room and like you're, look, you're, you're looking for the light. But at the time, you're stepping on stones and you might step on a needle and a rock. You're like, bruh, I didn't sign up for this. I signed up to get to the light. But to get to enlightenment, sometimes you got to go through the dark tunnel and step on some stuff, you know, you know, like step on some toes. You're like, I don't want to step on people's toes because I'm in the dark myself. Well, to get in the light, you might need to step on some toes, some glass, maybe some fire along the way. So that's sometimes that's how the game goes. So first we find the story. We need to know it. We write it down. And these are the stories we tell people about things like this is why I'm like this. This, You know, you find yourself telling these stories. And I want you to catch yourself when you do. And then you can tell the story and go back and write it. And then you want to align and compare those stories that you made up with the other people that's in the story. So if your story was about your mom, go to your mom say, Mom, this is the story I have. This is what I believe. Is this 
is this the truth here? Like, does this match up? Now you're able to dictate the direction you want to take, right? So now you've compared it. What if you go and that person denies it and say, I don't even want to talk to you about this, or they they do talk to you about it, but they're only defending their story rather than just telling you. What if it doesn't work when you have that occurrence? Well, whether or not, like, to free yourself from a past limiting story that is to understand to not make their story your story. I want, like, I really want you to hear this one. Don't let their story become your story. So what I mean by that is sometimes people come up with stories about you, about how you've been in the past, how you've acted and how like whatever they think about you and they make up these stories. What if, if they say it over over time, they tell other people, you can start to believe their story about you. And then at this point, their story became your story. Because you gave them more power than they should have. Now, whatever they said about you has became your reality. Because you've empowered it so much. You've reiterated it. You've reconfirmed it with your actions. You've reaffirmed it with your words. And you reenact it over time because you didn't take the action to dismantle that belief. Sometimes you literally have to outright burst out. I am dismantling what you're saying right now. This is not the truth, and I shun it away from my life. You know, you literally got to look at the person and say it with passion and conviction. Sometimes you have to say, I rebuke that. I do not want that for my life. Somebody can say something really negative about you and say, well, you always, you never, you sometimes. Whenever they get there, you're like, I rebuke that, you know. Really, I want you to practice a couple of times with me. All right, we're going to do this as a group. Nobody can see you but you. Let's imagine your parents, your sister, your brother, your cousin, your friend coming to you with some BS. Talking about you never, you always, you sometimes. You're going to say, I rebuke that. Okay, I want you to say it again here. Hey, you never, you always, you sometimes, you never. Say, I rebuke that. You know, I rebuke that. Maybe, like, they might get it wrong, but don't matter. It's about your mental health. Sometimes you literally have to be verbal and stopping people from affirming negative things in your life. Like it's okay to do it mentally, but verbally, what that will do is it will build up a boundary. You know, mental walls are good. Mental boundaries are good. It allows you to guide your own thoughts, like put a frame around your mental garden so weeds don't come in. That's good. But sometimes it's also good to put verbal boundaries verbal boundaries is saying what you don't want which saying what you want from someone and rebuking what you don't want from them so if they come at you with some certain way i'm not saying react or i like go out of them but say that yo i don't believe that this is the case for my life I, I i choose not to give power to your words i know this is how you've seen it but i don't see it that way hey i know i've been in the hood for the last 25 years, but I can't get out now. That doesn't make me a traitor because I'm leaving. I'm just going to find something better for myself. Hey, I know I've eaten meat forever. Just because I'm starting to eat meat don't mean that I'm all bougie and you not. Don't think I think I'm bougie because I'm not eating meat. Hey, 
I rebuke that. I, I rebuke your uh, vegan shaming personality. Like, I rebuke your vegetarian shaming personality. I rebuke it. Listen, I know you're a meat eater and I eat veggies, but don't come at me with that. Sometimes you got to do it, especially when you're making a change. People are going to come at you a certain way. And in that certain way, you can let it be your way of thinking and being, or you can rebuke that and then carve your own way. So your words set boundaries, verbal tones block out negative sounds that puts down your vibration. Verbal tones block out negative sounds that lowers your vibration. What I mean by that is if you rebuke and then you affirm what you want with your verbal tone, any external noise, that's usually what it is, not even just sound, noise, people trying to drown out your spirit, you could rebuke it and then now you could raise your frequency and let them, not let them diminish yours. And that's exactly what I mean when I say you have to rebuke the things that limit you by understanding that their story does not have to be your story. Let's go deeper into that. Their story does not have to be your story. What that means is you can be anywhere in the world and somebody can think you looked at them wrong. And I don't know, that seems to happen a lot. How can you look at somebody wrong? I mean, what's the right way to look at them? Do you look at them with heart eyes? Or do you look at them with wonder? Or do you like them with amazement? Or do you look at them with indifference? Or, I mean, how are you supposed to look at someone? Somebody says, you look at me wrong. If you start to react instead of act, if you start to be in lack instead of act, you're going to be mirroring their story. And then you're going to be, what do you mean I was looking at you wrong? I can't look at you. And then you're like, then you go off on a tangent. And then now they gain all the power. And you're like, I'm, I'm, in, you know, you're trying to enforce your dominancy by, re, by like going against what they're saying, but you didn't realize that you actually joined their side. So sometimes we try to defend ourselves by going against what people are saying, but we join their side of negativity. So how do we not do that? How do we stay in our own power and understand that you don't have to feel any way you don't want to feel? Nobody can make you feel a certain way. Well, they made me feel this way. They made me like be like this. Not necessarily. You let them infiltrate your mental capacity and get you rattled up. So there's a difference between reacting and rebuking. You could rebuke it, but you don't have to make a point. A rebuke is just, I do not want that in my life. That's it. This is my boundary. A rebuke is, it's not, oh, let me put up a wall, let me shoot out daggers and let me try to go. No, we're not, it's not a war. We're just boundaries. We're not putting four walls around saying, oh, nobody can ever come here again. No, and let's just shoot. No, that's not the, that's not what we're doing here. The goal is boundaries. So you need to have mental boundaries. So that's going to help you understand that their story don't have to become yours. And let's take that even deeper, deeper, deeper. 
you go to like when you was like a little little kid little tiny tiny kid and you probably dealt with a bully maybe and the bully would come to you and it so you give me your lunch money or usually they just want to express their dominance because they don't have it remember everything someone is trying to get from you they usually either don't have it or they have it so sometimes when somebody's trying to get you to be very like angry they get get you routed up is because they're angry themselves and they don't have love so they get love by making you angry so they try to make you reflect what they have in hopes that they'll get what they want but that never really happens it's pseudo it's like i want love so let me show anger and if I show anger, maybe I'll be loved. But you never get love. To get love, you just have to be love. Love is an action. You do love. So a lot of times we try to give hate, thinking that that's going to bring love. But that's because we're living in a pseudo world. And a pseudo world means I'm going to do the complete opposite and get the fake version of the real thing I can get if I do the actual thing. It's like pseudo self-care. I'm going to do the opposite of what I should do. Because if I do this, apparently I'll be taking care of myself. It's like, I'm gonna get, I'm, I'm not saying don't do this. I'm saying it's not the only thing. Like if I get, if I look good, if I'm on fleek, that's self-care. But I didn't make sure my inside looked good. Like is your lungs in fleek? Like is your liver good? Does your liver need some love? Is your kidneys okay? Right? Is your spleen feeling like okay like is your large and small intestine rattled up so we we try to do the pseudo love and we don't do the real love i don't know why about the world that we're guided towards the opposite rather than just get exactly what we want so we're like we want to be happy and be successful instead of fostering up our inner success and expressing that we make it a goal and then we say, I have to get, I have to get to be. And then we spend our whole life trying to be successful when we're already successful within. Everybody said, you gotta, you gotta become successful. You know, just put in the grind and work hard and you'll be successful. Well, is this not true being successful in things? Like being a successful athlete, doesn't that not take time to get there? But does an athlete just become successful when they join the NFL? Or do they become full of success when they started when they were nine? They were full of success at nine when they started on the track. But the world didn't say they're successful till they were 19 when they joined the NFL. But what's the difference between the nine-year-old who was very willing and able to work on the sport versus the 19-year-old who mastered it after 10 years? The difference is that inner work, that inner success, that desire, that flame got built up enough so now the whole world can see it. It's as if you are building a fire and let's call that fire desire. Desire is like a flame and it could rise up, it could go down. So we start with a small flame of desire in a big pit. And as you start to fuel your desire with action and passion, it gets it gets bigger and bigger. That desire, desire, desire gets bigger and bigger to the point where the flame of desire itself 
have not became the actual entertainment, the actual action, or the the thing you're trying to attain, right? The flame itself became the thing you're attaining. So like my desire to be this great teacher itself, as I'm building up that desire, I'm becoming the great teacher. So the fire is filling up. I'm becoming really full of that fire. And some people can see it outside of me because they're like, man, you're on fire. You're hot. You've been really killing the game. And some of them don't even see you. You're not even in the NFL yet at this point, but they're just like, you're on fire. Like you got a lot of momentum. And then one day you full of fire to the point where they really can't ignore you anymore. You're like Dragon Ball Z flamed out. Your chi is higher, higher. You're out there. Then now all the flame just now burst out. <laughs> then fireworks. And then everybody's like, holy crap, they're so successful. But the thing is, you were full of the fire from the get-go. From the moment the thought of desire rose, you were full of the fire. But they only saw the fire works, but they didn't say the works in fire. They didn't see the works of desire. They didn't see how your desire put you to work to have, be a firework. And then they're like, oh, he's so successful. So we only see the success when it's exploded at a massive global worldwide or just you, anything you did that surpassed your current circumstance and made other people believe like, wow, this is big. This is amazing. But the truth is you were successful, full of success the whole time. They didn't recognize it. Let's take an example. I'm building up my fire of desire. I built it up when I was like younger and I I couldn't even speak then. You know, I, I, I didn't speak till I was later, till I was like a little bit older. And I, now I speak as a living. Three, four years ago, I just had the desire to do this. I mean, I had all these experiences and these knowledges I was gaining. I was building up the desire, the fire inside of me for years and years and years. And then now I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm getting hot. I'm getting hot. But the truth is, ain't no fireworks. So ain't nobody coming like, who's the holistic motivator? Oh, I want to go watch this stuff. Oh, you know, I don't have that many followers. I don't, you know, it's not like that. But I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not successful. I am. I'm full of success. It's just that I'm waiting for you to see the fireworks. So that's how we need to look at life rather than, oh, I'm going to get there one day. One day I'm going to be successful. How do you get to it? Is it a mountain you climb and you're like, I'm here? Or is it the climbing is the whole point? So I think about that statement. Is, is the mountain, is the end of the, is the top of the mountain the, the goal? Or is climbing the mountain the whole point? Climbing the mountain, I would say, is the point. So don't get disappointed by all of these supposedly ideal success that the world shows but be an appointment be appointed to your role as the creator as a manager of planet earth attend your role as a creator and as a manager of planet earth not disappointed based on the metrics of the world the system the structure of society but be appointed to the task that you were given from day one you're in charge of ruling the world, managing its resources, 
and turning these resources into something that you can enjoy in the present moment. And as a creator, it's your duty. So the whole world didn't tell you that in the beginning. Who, who told you that? Nobody told you, oh, you're a creator, you're here to manage the earth, take the raw materials and create great things. They're like, well, okay, uh, I'm not a carpenter, I'm not an inventor, how do I do that? Uh, did you know your thoughts are raw materials too? Oh, okay, oh, I didn't even know that. Take the raw materials of your thoughts, bring them together and build enough desire so that these thoughts can form from the fire to stones and from a stone to a diamond and from a diamond to a nice necklace or ring. These were just an example, but it all starts with your thoughts. But what's happening is you're forgetting that you're a creator and you're like, let me stick to my story. This is the story that, they, that you're living in. These are the stories that you experience. The stories you tell are telling on you. Now, let me backtrack a little bit. The stories you tell are telling on you. What I mean is you snitch on yourself every time you tell a story. But the thing is, sometimes we listen to stories for entertainment and we don't listen to stories for the lesson in the story. So we can watch a movie and be entertained. But I bet you if you, every scene shares a lesson about the human dilemma, the, the dilemma of being a human being. Every show is entertain. Some are entertaining, but every show also have a lesson in their entertainment. But most people don't look for the lesson. They look for the entertainment in the story. They don't say, huh, what is this telling me about? The human. I want you to watch shows like this. Here, when they talk about their stories, when they go back and do the flashbacks and see how, like, your perceptive of your perception of the character changes as you hear more background story and see how that relates to you because your perception of yourself will also change as you see more background story. So, to have a different perspective, you got to look back at the story so you gotta hear what you tell other people because what you're telling other people is telling on you it's the holistic motivator on another ed talks personal growth and motivation session you can watch this every day 10 a.m by visiting my page so if you don't like it yet go like the holistic motivator so you get all the content YouTube, The Holistic Motivator, anchor.fm, floor slash Ed Talks Daily. Say, hey, Siri, play Ed Talks Daily, and it'll play, and you can watch it and listen to it. But let me give you a quick review before you go. Number one thing is, hear what you say to others, because what you tell others are telling on you, which means your stories leave clue, and they also leave lessons and they also leave the blueprint so the secret to success is in your story but success is not the destination but it's the expression of your inner self which means it's literally building up this fire of desire until that fire of desire comes out as a firework because you worked your fire in you you built it up so now everybody can see it so that's what true success is so number one, find the stories you tell, write them down, 
the common ones you say about your childhood, whatever stories you love to tell other people when they want to know more about you. Think about you on a romantic day and somebody want to know stories. Those are the stories you want to write down. But that's one perspective. Those are cool, but you kind of have to line them up with other perspective because your perspective is one part of the story. But it's crazy if you ever seen a TV show, you hear one person say, this is what I did. This is the truth. This is my truth. And the other person, this is what I, this is what they really did. This is my truth. And you're like, you both mofos are lying. That is not the truth. And then they show you the actual truth. But we're not in a movie where we go back and see what the reality is. You know, somebody is coming up with that, right? So we don't see the actual truth because we're not God. The actual truth that the basis of it is, I'm suffering, you're suffering. I want you to help me suffer less. And I wish that I can help you suffer less. That's the ultimate truth, but we don't normally operate from that. So I want to you know, know the ultimate truth. Everybody's suffering. And when they express to you their stories, they just want to suffer less. And they want to let go of the burden of something that they assumed. So if you share your part of the story, they can line things up and they could align and they could get out of disalignment. They could get out of this ease and they could feel much better. So that's why part two, step two, is to align your version of the story with the other versions of the people that's included in the story. So if your story is about your mom or your cousin, your sister, talk to them about it and see what is your point of view, not to make a point, but to see the point. And then now you got both sides. Now you can go back and you can work on the process of letting go. In the process of letting go, in the process of working on creating a new story, that's for a whole new podcast. I will conclude it here. Come back for the continuation of your story because your story is telling on you. As soon as you keep telling your story, you keep telling on you. Even if you're going to tell on you, you might as well tell you to you and find a solution to what seems to be the problem, which are literally opportunities for creation and not necessarily a problem. Opportunities for creation can be the solution. So you gotta start to create today. Create in your mind. You're doing it, you're here. Congratulations. Give yourself a pat on the back. Give yourself a hug. Love yourself more than anyone else because you're your parent. You're your student. You're your teacher. Just as you have all of these other people in your life. Remember, you have unlimited power in you to let the fire of your desire grow. Build up your internal success so when people can notice that success, they'll see how grand your light is. Let your inner fire shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Once again, it's the Holistic Motivator serving you once again through this platform. I want to invite you to subscribe, like, share. Definitely leave a comment and let me know what you think. Feedback is good. Feedback gets the feed back on the timeline. <laughs> I like that one. Feedback gets the feedback. So the more feedback I get, I get the feedback. So which means 
we bring the feed back every Monday at 10 a.m. All right. Peace. I'm out. All right. I want to remind you that you have unlimited power within you to achieve whatever it is that you want and to construct the person you want to be. But first, you must believe it in order to achieve it. And until that happens, the world will forever miss your talents, your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Thank you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of review. Until next time, remain in your unlimited power. <laughs>